0: hello welcome to a sporting discussion live i'm aj and joined by andrew donison now we said it in our social media but andrew is actually in the a sporting discussion covid protocol
1: so i don't i don't need no mask there's no one else around me for 28 meters each side so well, like I said, you've been placed in the uh, sporting
0: discussion COVID protocols, which means you were sent to your room with a bottle of Jack Daniel's. How's it all turning out. How how are you feeling? What's talk us talk us through it because we don't know many people who have Rona who want to go on live and push push on with sports of all sorts.
1: I know. Oh, I'm all right. It's um, I'm I'm gonna have to stop uh, every now and then to to get a deep mm. breath in because the shortness of breath. Um, they're not lying when they talk about that. But worse than a cold, my version, my symptoms, worse than a cold, not as bad as a flu. So we were talking so where, earlier. T- where would you put it on the Chukosiki rate ratings? Oh, yeah, no, I I wouldn't be at work for the last four days. So I think today's, what day is it today, Thursday? No, three days. So I started feeling sick on Monday Morning, uh, yeah. So if Monday, I wouldn't have gone to work any of those days. Tuesday, Tuesday. Look, I might have, I might have taken the day and had a round of golf because I was feeling okay in the morning. But <laughs> yeah. by mid by mid afternoon, I was no good. So uh, you know how sometimes, yeah, on a Sunday afternoon, you like to have a nap, and then you wake up and you feel nice and refreshed from your nap. Yeah. I'm having an afternoon naps and not waking up feeling refreshed in any way, shape or form. So Oh really? Oh. Yeah. Not ideal, but there we go. No, still not there. Um but yeah, look, I'm better than a lot of people. Uh so all all good. I've got I had a a, a very kind sister of mine drop off a, a chemist care package at my uh at my door yesterday so just a oh, be good yeah, big box of ibuprofen big box of paracetamol some uh a ventolin <laughs> which is very useful and and of course some glucogel jelly beans which make everyone feel better mm, yeah they're good for the blood
0: those ones um yeah. well yes well look Everyone is happy that you've been able to join us. If you need to pass out or just collapse, just turn your <laughs> camera off. Um, so, so I'll we, leave it on. It's fine. No filters. <laughs> Actually, no, leave it on so we can all see the harrowing the harrowing truth of uh, the coronavirus impact on a fit. Are we middle-aged? We call ourselves, we'll, let's call ourselves middle-aged. What else we got to do? Oh, yeah, we we'll go life. with
1: that. Yeah. yeah. Now, AJ, well, but, yeah. Hasn't, yeah. there hasn't been much happening in sport the last couple of days, has there? Very little, hey. Now,
0: because because you are on, you're in a sporting discussion. COVID protocols. Maybe I will take the lead with this one, and uh, you can dip in and out as breath allows you. Uh, Interesting day yesterday uh, when Novak Djokovic was um, um, approved to play in the Australian Open tennis. Yes, he no, he was was approved to play. He was approved to play, but apparently he wasn't approved to arrive in Australia. Well, no, he could, he arrived in Australia. He certainly did that, but he was not, it seems he did not have the correct approvals, uh, the correct visa to be allowed into the country. So he is currently cooling his heels at a $109 a night uh quarantine hotel in Melbourne's city. The latest news that I have just seen to hand is that he has lodged an appeal against the decision in the federal court um, and is expected to stay in Australia until at least Monday, they are saying, when a more substantive hearing is scheduled. So they have got an inter his lawyers have an interim injunction that prevents authorities deporting Djokovic until Monday. Andrew, it's sport, it's legal, it's politics, it's it's just that whole sexy package that we love so much. So talk until your breath runs out, mate, and then we'll
1: change the topic. So, <laughs> so there, there's three approvals that he seems to need. One is approval to enter Australia. One is approval to enter Victoria. And one is approval to enter the Australian Open now much like with every single issue we need to we need to wait until everything comes out what was the timeline of events more and more has been drip, drip fed throughout the day including some letters that were sent to the Australian Open organizers in response to letters that they sent asking hey what's the deal with exemptions etc and In the first letter that went back, it it basically said, someone who has had COVID within the last six months is not considered vaccinated against COVID. Only people vaccinated against COVID can come into the country. Otherwise, you need an official exemption. So it was pretty clear from what I read that the the tennis Australia should have known what the story was. Mm. Now. What might have happened is they may have said to Djokovic and every other player's camp, and this is not just a, a Novak issue, it's just that he's the most high profile and the most recent, yep. that this is what you need to do. And they would have then gone off and done whatever they needed to do. Now, should the Australian Open organise visas for players? Maybe, maybe not. Cricket Australia well, That, would, that would, would be a nightmare of a job it would it would and that and it's what i was going to say is cricket australia they would organize visas for all of their players because they are their employer whereas tennis australia are merely the organizer of the tournament so these yes. individual contractors would need to do it all themselves there's a there's so much going on and we don't know what is is happening but the suggestion is and what I think it's probably reasonable to assume that he, may or, he probably didn't or, organise the right visa. And so when mm. he was, arrived, he wasn't able to provide the appropriate documentation. What I do find quite amusing, I mean, no, amusing is not the right word, enlightening mm. to a lot of the general public is, and I'm quite appreciative of this, the hotel that he's staying in is a refugee asylum mm. seeker hotel where there are people that have been cooped up there for nine years. And if this brings attention to their flight, then well done, Novak. I'm, I'm happy. But what I'm really hoping is that from an amusement perspective, because I like to see the, uh, yeah. the amusing side of things, I would love it if he has not applied for the correct visa and isn't allowed in due to administrative error, because that love would just it. be hilarious. Administrative
0: chaos, just beautiful, beautiful thing, especially in the sporting world. That sport thrives on administrative chaos, doesn't it? And the arrogance of those who feel that they are untouchable in their uh, chosen field because they have been enabled all the way by people who think they're wonderful. Did you see Djokovic's father saying that um, he and his crew were going to be fighting people in the street about yep. um, whether or not he would be Yes. Uh, very, very funny, interesting. And again,
1: find. with with taking the taking the fight to the street, then I think there are some people, some Djokovic supporters outside of the hotel and they are getting a very, very quick education on what it's really like to to be treated poorly. So I think they'll go, Oh, <laughs> Righto. This might not be uh, as bad uh, for for Novak as as it is for other people. But uh, am I right? Is is my general take right that he may not have applied for the correct visa or may not have had the correct documentation? Do we think that's the issue? We don't have specifics, but it's looking like that's the
0: issue that um, he has gone for. Now, this is all alleged, so don't Quite any of this but um the reporting that's coming out is giving a strong indication that his exemption was granted on the grounds that sorry his his visa was application was on the grounds that he had tested positive for coronavirus in the past six months which means that you can't be you can't have a vaccination for six months after you've tested positive for coronavirus
1: oh no so that that's not right once you feel once you feel better you can
0: yeah. Oh, I thought I yep. read something that said you couldn't do it. There was some. Anyway, no, that's, you know, that's
1: people are saying people are saying that so that they don't have to get it.
0: Mm, that's what I was thinking. But anyway, that's what the that's the requirement is that you have to have if you. But, but, sorry, the Australian border force requirement was that if you've tested positive for coronavirus in the last six months and you haven't had any vaccines, you're not considered to be vaccinated or in that window that lets you have an exemption if you have had the approved vaccine shots. Yeah. yeah. So if he had caught Rona six months ago and, and had had his approved vaccine, tickety-boo, through he goes. Um, but he has not and he may have. Who knows? It was probably just a thing to say, oh, yeah, I to- oh, totally had coronavirus. Don't worry about it. Um I had it oh, I had it like five months and three and a bit weeks ago. Yeah, it was yeah, it was full on. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Here he comes. So yeah,
1: but so I, I thought, it's I think, interesting. I the-,
0: the takes takes from around the world are interesting because there's not a lot of uh support for Novak on this one, particularly in places like the US. In Europe there is because he is a beloved um figure in serbia and neighboring um spots a big 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 person in the tennis world obviously but outside of that let's never forget he thinks you can change the chemical structure of water by whispering decent good thoughts into it whispering good yeah. words into it and positive affirmations and then uh how does it go if you're not feeling well you can whisper your positive affirmations into the water and then you drink the water and you take in those positive affirmations and that makes you better. That is genuinely what
1: Novak Djokovic believes. I can guarantee that doesn't work because I've been doing that for (laughs) the past three days. Um, But but I think you're right in that there are two... There's almost like two sides. There's people that are going, this is a complete and utter outrage. Our, our Novak, our beautiful, pure Novak, whether they are a, <laughs> a tennis fan, a Novak fan, a, um, a sort of a Serbian who is saying that it's a slot on their country, whatever it may be, like, how dare anything happen? And then there's the other side of it, which is screw Novak, kick him out, blah, blah, blah. There's, there's far too far too few, far too little measured calm rational let's look at the facts let's look at the documentation what did he require what did he provide what's actually happening let's just stop take a step back but hey that's that's not how things work aj i like to i like to do that but uh, it seems like the
0: world the world lost its mind quite some time ago and um it just gets worse and worse with this stuff. Now we don't talk politics on a sporting discussion life because politics is for strange people. We don't like to think we're strange people, but this this situation has seriously turned into absolutely smooth brain cooked brain takes from the left, the right, and the centre are just making awesome yeah. memes and posting them there all over is. social media. It has been a, a gold medal day for funny internet today. Internet today. <laughs>
1: Yes. See that—that that is true. That is very true. I did enjoy the memes of uh, Roger Federer and Nick Kyrgios' face put photoshopped onto the border border security people or border patrol. So that was. That was amusing. Um and if, if but- you have a if you have a
0: favorite meme, make sure you hit us up on our Twitter at ASD underscore radio on Twitter where quite a few folk are watching live. So g'day everyone there. Um, or you can go to Facebook.com slash sporting discussion and there's a forum group there. We can have a chat as well. We are on YouTube as well. Uh going live there. I'm not gonna say the address for YouTube at the moment because it's uh a debacle. It's like the alphabet with a few numbers thrown into there. So just, yeah, just search for a sporting discussion on YouTube. Now, one one quick thing for the at ASD underscore radio, um, the system we use to broadcast live and across those platforms gives us comments um, that we can look at, like the one from Sarah before that was from Hamish, and this one you can see on your screen there. Uh, that's useless for our podcast audience, but there's a message on the bottom of the screen from, a, from uh, someone listening saying g'day. Uh, so you get us there, but we can't see comments on the Twitter broadcast, which is incredibly annoying. So uh, hit us in a tweet or in a response to the live broadcast on Twitter. Um, the starting block, uh, demo Green. I've just replied, Andrew, saying they hope you get well soon, which is good because yeah, how many days? How many days is it now? About a week. Give or take.
1: No, no. So Monday was my positive rat. Mm. Tuesday is when I got my brain tickler and I assume that by Saturday I'll get my result, uh, which means that next Monday I should be free to, to enter the world as long as mm. – actually, I'm pretty sure that I don't even need to test negative. I just need – it's now just seven days. I will because I'm a responsible mm. citizen. Um, well, yeah, you're right. But, you don't have to. You don't have to anymore.
0: You can just toddle off into the into the stump, try and head to the pub,
1: do whatever you like. Yep, cough on whoever I want. So, oh, world. I world. Know, world, I know, I know. But <laughs> I'm, I'm hope I'm hoping that I <laughs> that I will return a negative one because I will then be able next Thursday to get on a plane and fly down to Tasmania for the first two days of the Hobart Ashes Test.
0: Well, that'll be good mm, if it we've goes ahead. Some, we've had some dicey weather in. Yeah, that's a good question, isn't it? We will get to that in a moment too. Now I'm going to keep this moving because you are, you are with condition and you're in the sporting discussion protocols. How is ASD Stadium actually? This is this is going to have to be about the. Fifteenth time we've had to get a deep clean, but this time it actually it's for a, a real, a real
1: sicknessed or viral reason. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, you can see the the wall behind me. The the interior decorators have been in, so it's it's beautiful. It's, it's very very uh, very much padded cell like. But ah, good as gold. I mm. um I got to I I I didn't have I don't have my Fitbit on. I I'll put that on tomorrow to see. Uh, just how few steps it is possible to do in a day. <laughs> uh, I can help you with that. As a,
0: as a, <laughs> as a Husky <laughs> gentleman, it is possible to come in under 100.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, AJ, I, I want to, whilst I'm, I'm watching uh, Tom Cooper about to bowl in the BBL, Tom Cooper, who is making, I think, his captaincy debut for the Brisbane Heat because there are eight new players tonight for the Brisbane Heat after the Rona has gone through their camp. And we saw the Melbourne Stars get decimated. We saw the Melbourne, I think Melbourne Renegades have had a few cases. Perth Scorchers have had a few. Sydney Sixers have had a few. Hmm. And there's talk of a few things happening. Now, whether these have been confirmed or not, there's talk that, the entire BBL will move to Melbourne and hub or bubble in Melbourne, and then there is also talk of the of Cricket Australia pulling together a pool of players that are available for for teams to to use. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to touch on two of those things because I think there's some confusion about both the the bubble. The reason that they want to to have the bubble down here is merely so they've got um, flexibility on yeah. roster to it's, be able to say it's more
0: oh, of a Christ home Sydney. base, more a home base than a bubble, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's having people within a certain period, a, a very close time period to the grounds, to allow them to say Sydney Sixers, you can't play tonight. Righto, Perth Scorchers, you're playing tonight instead of tomorrow night. Mm. So it's that flexibility with the fixture. That's the that's the reason. It's not because Melbourne is uh, a COVID safe space and other other places aren't. It's just it's probably a bit of border protection, but it's also (laughs) just let's get them in here so that we can chop and change games. There's
0: also there's also been some talk that the Melbourne Melbourne hub or the Melbourne yeah we'll call it a hub Melbourne hub would be for fly in fly out purposes. So they would, they may still oh, okay. play games. They may still play games in Sydney, well, but let's say everywhere except Western Australia. But they would always come back to Melbourne, and all of the players would be in the same spot in Melbourne. Interesting, so yeah, right. The practicalities of that are interesting. The costs would be astronomical, and I mean, we've talked about this uh, offline quite a bit, Andrew. That maybe the BBL just needs to take a uh, take a beat for a week or two. Just to kind of let everyone get themselves together. But the Cricket Australia have really been pushing Cash. Cash. Pushing for yeah. the cash, haven't they? Because this this is their this is their number one moneymaker. Two and a half day tests in the Ashes don't do anything. The the only ways that cricket Australia make money are Test Series against India, Ashes series, and the Big Bash. Everything else loses money. So this is you know, jobs are riding on this and budgets are riding on this for the next few years, aren't they?
1: Yeah, and that's that's why they there seemingly is no little little to no care for the the crowd numbers, the at game crowd mm. numbers because yeah, well, that's, that hasn't that's been nice for years,
0: for years, has it? Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, it's always been a nice thing to have, mm. but it's all about and rightly so. This it's all about selling the the vision. I'm pointing up there because that's where I'm watching, but it's all about selling. <laughs> the vision the hmm. the india test series that that i'm going to make some assumptions here that makes money for two reasons one people go to the games but two cricket australia is able to sell the rights back to the broadcasters in india hmm. and same as the ashes the broadcast gets on sold uh, sometimes as we saw in the first one and maybe two tests BT in the UK just took the Foxtel feed. They didn't bother overlaying their own commentary. And the (laughs) English cricket fans went, what the hell is this (laughs) style of commentary? This is not what we're used to. And so they very quickly pulled together a team for the the third and fourth tests to to allow for a more more English style. So you'd say a little bit more sedate uh, style. And and also maybe a bit more of an English focused one as well because the the comments that I heard were, were that you know it was like Australia, cheerleading Australians but I think that if people watched the BT they'd go it's that's the cheerleading same. English people so but at all. least
0: cheerleading English people tend to call a bit of cricket in between the uh, cheerleading stuff uh, yeah so Fox uh, it's, I do I do like that the world is getting a taste of uh, what we've been copying for decades. But yes, anyway. But um I so want, let's sorry, talk, I to, so
1: I want to, go, go can, I, can I touch on the the player pool and the hmm. seemingly random players who are who are getting called in to Big Bash games because the commentary around that has been slightly too extremely disrespectful to to those people. Like people go, yeah. Oh, they've been called up from from park cricket and called up. for so No, a lot of these players have been net bowlers for the Big Bash teams. They've been in and around squads. There's a guy playing for the Brisbane Heat tonight. I think David Grant is his name, who was in the 2016 Australian Under-19 World Cup side. He had a contract with the Adelaide Strikers but didn't get a game, and he's been in and around the... I think he's been in and around the Brisbane set up and he's playing his first game today. So these so players just ran yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, so he's that's a what random are, guy no one's ever heard of. Yeah. Yep. That's what people are, <laughs> are are sort of referring to as park cricketers getting a call up. It's like mm, no, not quite. But hey so, they're, so you they're know, it makes a playing good headline, doesn't it? So they're
0: bowling in the nets and not actually playing park cricket.
1: Exactly, yeah. Like they haven't played park cricket for years, AJ <laughs> God.
0: Well, BBL's full of scrubbers we've never heard of anyway, so what's another few more? Um, Now, yes, dozens, dozens of players in the Big Bash have the runner at the moment, Andrew, but also there's dozens announced. I think it was something like one in five players on AFL lists have coronavirus at the moment. Um, 16 players at the Brisbane Broncos in the NRL uh, were tested positive before their um, pre-season training. Kicks off. Uh, there's, and there are now dozens as well of NRL players. There are. I, uh, the, there are a league games being postponed there are like you said big bash uh, top up players and locations in the hub they're going to do because there's just so much cash riding on it the wnbl has been in strife as well the nbl is in huge trouble the tasmania jack jumpers can't field a team and had to have two games postponed because they're into almost their entire roster is on their asses at the moment uh it's it's not. It wasn't supposed to be like this. Two and a half odd years into uh, this thing. Um, what? Are, what do you? And of course, AFLW um, is supposed to start this week. And there are also dozens of players there who are on their asses with coronavirus, or who have tested positive and can't play. So, what are we? What are we looking at for the next? Give us a prediction for the next um, right. next few months and into the winter.
1: So, six months ago, everyone would have been going, we've got processes in place. We know how to, to deal with it. No, four months ago. Let's go that. Four months ago, we know what's, what's ahead of us. We'll, we'll just put a, a few quick um, like barriers around teams if there's one case and maybe have to move a game a few days later. And then it exploded. So two, three weeks ago, there was five Gold Coast AFLW players who were in isolation. And the, the talk at the time was, oh, okay, well, that should be all right because the, the, the season's not, um, not for another couple of weeks. We'll, we'll be fine to, to get everything going. And then a lot more has, has happened in, both in the AFLW and in all of the other uh, codes, as, as you mentioned. I'm not sure if AJ, you've disappeared off my screen. I'm not sure if you're still here, but I'm going to keep talking anyway. So North Melbourne captain, Captain Emma Carney, she has uh, had a positive rapid test. And actually, she said two positive rapid tests. She's waiting for the result of a PCR test. So she at the moment is unavailable. Kate Sheila her partner, who plays for St Kilda, she is also obviously unavailable. There will be more players who who test positive. And because the government rules around testing positive have changed, and you don't need a positive PCR test. You now just need a positive positive rapid test and you can say, yes, I am uh, COVID positive, that's going to mean that it's a lot easier for people to say I can't play, but it's also going to mean there's a lot more people who won't be playing. Now, the AFLW season, as you said, commences tomorrow night. So St Kilda and Richmond have just named their sides. There's a few players that are unavailable. So Ali McKenzie, unfortunately, is unavailable due to injury. She was the uh, first round draft pick for Richmond last year. I think she might have come top five and maybe even higher than that in her in the um, the Richmond best and fairest. So that's disappointing that she can't play. But the the um. The big one is with St Kilda, Georgia Patrikios. So she is still unavailable because she's unvaccinated. Now that's her... Yeah, strange strange made, thing, that, wasn't it? Yeah, she's made her personal decision that that's, she wants to do more, uh, wants to get more information and that's mm. that's fine. But as we all know, there are consequences to, to actions and if all players need to be vaccinated, then that means that all players need to be vaccinated. So it's really unfortunate because she could very easily be the best player in the competition this year, if not uh, in the next couple of years. So disappointing for St Kilda fans, St Kilda Footy Club, just fans of, of the women's game in general, because she is a brilliant footballer. But so she's she's not there. The, the teams have only been announced for the first match, uh, but the remainder will be announced over the next couple of days. And it's going to be interesting to see, how many players uh, are unavailable, who uh, is due to yeah, COVID protocols and all that, it's it's going to be a mess. The biggest issue that I see with the, the AFLW is the semi-professional nature, people still having day jobs and mm-hmm. they don't have anywhere near as much flexibility to be able to say, oh, okay, yeah, no worries, I'd move the game to, to Wednesday, sweet, I can do mm-hmm. that. So that's going to be an issue. The players themselves oh, yeah. have put their Never own. Never mind
0: getting positive at football, where you're getting paid bugger all, and then going to your job and you can't do it.
1: Exactly <laughs> when right. You've already yeah. used up your leave to play the football that pays you bugger all. Yep, that's exactly right. And there's <laughs> players, unfortunately, that have that have opted out of of this season mm-hmm. because of the their work situations. And the, I was reading, um, I think it was. Libby Birch wrote an article and she was saying that the players themselves came up with a, a range of protocols that they're putting in place to to make sure that they're giving themselves the best opportunity to not be at risk of, of COVID. So mm. um, I'll just quickly scroll through the yeah. the. Article, but well, while, um, while you're doing that, I will
0: say you are watching and listening to a sporting discussion live. Uh, we're on at ASD Radio underscore radio, pardon me, on Twitter, Facebook.com slash the sporting discussion. We're also on YouTube. Uh, if you're on YouTube, give us a wave, give us a comment. Feel free to join in, everyone. Leave a post, uh, say g'day. But remember, if you're watching live on the ASD underscore radio Twitter, we can't see any comments on the actual live video itself, but we can see if you leave a comment under like you reply to the tweet with the broadcast in it so get in touch if you want to um, and if you're listening to us on the podcast hit us up um on those channels with any comments queries whatever and you can leave us a voice message too uh, we'll put the link in the show notes about how to do that through anchor where we are hosted
1: yes Exactly. <laughs> have, you got, have you found every, what you're looking every, for? Everything that he said, I, I heartily endorse because I just heard a, a slight pause and assumed that uh, that, you, that you had finished because I've been reading this article. I found it. I found the bit that I wanted. In the business, we call that a cold throw. Yes. So, yes. Uh, Libby Birch, who <laughs> plays for Melbourne in the AFLW, she said, in 2022, the onus is on AFLW players to protect the AFLW season. I feel we have a great responsibility to look after ourselves and our clubs. This means that every decision I make to go out in the community increases my chances of not being available to play the next round and puts other players, the club and season at risk. To reduce this risk, many players are taking matters into their own hands creating their own social bubbles, organising regular rapid antigen testing for family and friends, limiting social outings to outdoor venues, clicking collecting groceries, and reducing hours spent indoors at their workplaces. Mm. So, And she does go on to say, I understand these decisions are being made by people every day across the country and the world. They're not unique to AFLW players. However, like casual and other part-time contractors, our careers and lives are at greater risk of being disrupted than permanent or full-time contractors. Absolutely, and really, it's that last really good that point, matters,
0: isn't it? It's the last sentence that makes the big point there. Um, yes, if only there was some way that the the AFL could, you know, have money to put into this, you know, like from billion-dollar TV deals or anything like that. Um, I know the, a, the AFL the AFL came out a couple of weeks back uh, before Christmas. Saying that their their goal was by twenty thirty, I think it was to have the most the most highest paid female athletes or players of any league. Um, they could do that tomorrow if they wanted, but um, now they've given themselves till twenty thirty or whenever it was to um, doodle across to the line. But anyway, yes, that's that's a that's a, another rant for another time. Um, Andrew, enough enough, Rona. Let's talk some on field business.
1: Alright. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't even know what's been happening. I've been, I've been in La La <laughs> Land only. the last couple of days. Talk, talk yeah,
0: to me. Well, well, you might have been watching um, some cricket back with Bangladesh Gosh, Usman. Uh, Usman. Beating Bangladesh beating New Zealand uh, yesterday, was it? Was it yesterday? A couple of yeah. days ago. It doesn't matter when it was because it happened. And that, that has led to quite a bit of discussion around, we're not going into the ins and outs of who took how many wickets and whatever, because the, the wider, more interesting discussion for that is... <laughs> why aren't Australia playing teams like Bangladesh? We seem to have India and England here rotating through with South Africa in between um, every now and then and maybe a Pakistan here or there. So uh, we've already made the money sign so we can do that again. But what is there, is there that lack of interest in being a member of the big three in world cricket that they just don't want to grow the game at all?
1: Oh, Okay. I was not in it's a very easy point to make not because it's a not because it's a lazy point to make but because the english australian and indian cricket boards make it such an easy point to make like uh, that, even even in the even in the women's game it's the same three teams that are playing mm. test matches so it's it's a complete and utter disgrace that uh, Sophie Devine and Susie Bates have never played a Test match. Like that is two of the best players in the world never played a Test match. It's an absolute disgrace, and all of the all of the talk about supporting the like other nations and the the minnows or whatever you want to call them. The, mm, um, that's all lip service, actually. Yeah, the, the, the number of times that Australia has been meant to host Bangladesh or go to Bangladesh and then cancelled at the last minute with no real explanation and also yeah. no, no fanfare, no, nothing has made the news anywhere near as much as England may not come to, to the 2021-22 Ashes. England will always come into these Ashes, mm. but there were more column inches given to that than there have been to all of the um all of the failed tours to and from Bangladesh since the the last time that Australia played them. It's, it's And it's disgusting. not even really
0: they don't really say, oh, you know, we uh oh, we didn't really you know, we really want to go but we just can't do it. They're just gonna go, oh well, we're not going. Yeah. And especially the South Africa, the tour of South Africa that got um Canned, wasn't it? And then all of the new, all the, all the things were coming out saying, "Well, here's, here's what Cricket Australia requested, and we granted all of them, and they still didn't come anyway." Now, we are supposed a- we, we being Australia, are supposed to be playing in Pakistan um, uh, series after this Ashes one. Uh, what chance is that? I give that maybe a twenty eighty chance that 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 Australia make that trip.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's. I think it might be more than that at this stage um, because...
0: Mind you, with all the Rona going around Australia, Pakistan might say we don't want
1: you to come in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I, I want to quickly touch on the, the, the Bangladesh versus New Zealand game. So um, Russell Degnan, who does a lot of um, work Watching and uh, analysing the associate nations and and, and even the um, yeah and, and all of the well, all of cricket really, he's got a uh, a system to rank teams and therefore the disparity between teams. He says that is the biggest upset ever in the history of Test match cricket. Bangladesh beating the world test champions New Zealand at home, even even with Kane Williamson not playing because Shaquib Al Hassan was not playing for Bangladesh. So he's oh, he taken out each of their their best players. So yeah, <laughs> the one hundred percent confirmed biggest upset ever in the history of Test cricket. Pretty cool. Wow. Pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah, that is pretty cool. And, and the, the game needs that.
0: Because England are going to be England are going to be hapless at Test cricket for quite some time, and um, South Africa are uh, okay. Australia for all, for everything that's going on at the moment, Australia aren't really that good. Um, Australia are performing
1: significantly
0: better than we thought they would. Yeah, we are. We are playing much much above average at the moment. When um, yes, it's not really I wasn't really expected of them, but I did not expect England to be so diabolical, and I can't be on my own there.
1: No, I thought that they would be a lot more competitive. I, I, I thought that England would be more competitive and Australia would be less competitive.
0: Mm. I think um, uh, England, well, the, <clears throat> all we heard for the last two and a bit years was how England, were, everything they were doing, was gearing towards this Ashes series. And then they came out here and they sit Anderson and Broad in the first test, which to me must have been, it was them being a bit too clever by half because they obviously wanted to use them in the night tests and they're pretty old dudes, so they didn't want to wear them out. In Brisbane, heat on what's usually a uh, batsman's paradise, but the, it's turned out it's just been a disaster from start to finish for England, from selections to tactics on field to um, well, heart basically for heart for the contest.
1: So it, it's this is not hindsight comments. The majority of people who follow the game would have said. Prior to the first test, and most did say Anderson and Broad have to play. <clears throat> Joe Root win the toss, bowl. That is your that is your your best way. That that's not yeah. hindsight viewing. That is legit. What I thought, yeah. what I said, what a lot of people have have said, yeah. and they didn't do it. And then Stuart Broad goes and takes five for. Today, yeah. Jimmy Anderson has been bowling brilliantly, and mm. I broad, that was broad was yeah. Broad was questioned about the the selection in the post match presser today, and and he did say um, it doesn't really matter what bowling attack you've got when you only make 140 with the bat. Mm. Now that's fine, that's great, but if you've got Broad and Anderson and you're bowled out for 140, you are much more likely to bowl the opposition out for between 100 and 200. Mm. You just are. You simply are. They're two of the best bowlers of all
0: time. <laughs> uh, well, they are too, and that's, that's, um, we can do another Unsung, Unsung Sports Heroes podcast later on, but, yeah, the Anderson and Broad are horribly underrated by Australians because... Oh,
1: they're was, no good over here.
0: Yeah, Man, whatever. They're actually they're actually quite good over here. But anyway, um, Andrew, I don't want to keep you much longer because we know you. I reckon I got
1: I reckon I got five minutes. <laughs> All right. Well, how's about some questions without notice? Sure. I've got a good you one. Can, I've got a good one. Yeah, you. you can because I I you can guarantee that I wouldn't have read anything about it if so. It's something that happened. No, in the last this, is four a, days. this is this Hit is this is a
0: future look, future for future looking one. Are you ready? All right, I am. With all of these positive cases and all of this COVID pull going on, wrecking the sporting outlook at the moment, which league do you reckon is, or which comp or which country do you think is going to be the first to say, you know what, if you're not symptomatic but you test positive, you can still play and basically just say, so forget this. It's, it's just like someone having a cold or the flu or, you know, um, uh, the scoots or something like that. They can still play sick.
1: So, I would think uh, um, that yeah. the NBA is probably the most likely, and then in Australia, I'd say the NRL. Mm.
0: Yeah, I was thinking the NRL. Well, or... actually,
1: sorry, uh, the the, um, the the Russian um, Football League, obviously, because <laughs> I think yes. they just have, have gone through. Is that the one that was... That was still going last year when there was no sport around. There was no, no that Russian was table tennis.
0: Russian table tennis. It was the
1: Belarusian football league. That's the one. Yeah. So yeah. them. Um, oh look. So I, again, just picking up on on something you said there, where you go, you know, it's like the cold or the the flu, or someone's got the squirts. There are when someone has that, they are they're isolated from their team. Like that's that's what happens. Like if someone has got the flu, then or someone's got um, diarrhoea, mm. the, the club's going. Well, you stay away, stay yeah, home.
0: Basically, it's see you at game, see you at game time. Yeah, <laughs> and then they yeah. fill them up with uh, with um, what hydrolyse, hydrolyte, and no dose and whatever, and uh, stack them full of. Uh, What's the anti... Anyway, yes. And, and Michael and Jordan. Tablets.
1: Michael, Michael <laughs> anti-nausea tablets. And Michael Jordan goes out and plays a, a brilliant <laughs> game.
0: Well, yeah, I, I, I think that, that date is coming sooner happen, rather than happen. later. It has to Yeah. Happen. For me, it wouldn't surprise me if, the, if it is the NRL here or the AFL just sheerly on the number of players who are affected because then they are going to have to start getting park footballers in. And... The big problem with those leagues is that the leagues under them haven't played for two years or have been on and off the field like the bloody SCG grounds crew um, uh, over the last couple of years. But, yes, I like that one. Have you
1: got a question without notice or would you
0: like another one?
1: Give me another one.
0: All right. Well, this next one, (laughs) Uh, I don't want to ask more Ronan stuff, but it's just so topical. Um, Actually, no, I'll ask you a good one. Djokovic plays. Know, plays Djokovic plays in the Open. Yes
1: or no? No, and I, I've got a reason for that as well. All right. Well, so, let's have it. So the again, this is. I think this is what I've read. <laughs> if you are not vaccinated, you can get an exemption, but you need to quarantine. Yep. I don't think there's enough time. For him, so that's that's why I think mm. that it's going to be too difficult for him to to play. What do you think about? Sorry, one one last
0: one off notice, off notice. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the long term impact of this um, on Australian sport? I've had a couple of messages throughout the week saying that. Um, this might, it's a horrendous look for Australia for major, for sport and major events. So, you know, Formula One, FIFA, the Women's World Cups here in 2023, the Rugby World Cups in 2027, the Olympics are coming. Do you think this will have an impact on how Australia is viewed as a sporting thing or or what do you you think the lasting impact is on this? I think Will we be okay because no one likes Novak?
1: No, I think that there's going to be a whole number of people going, what's this backwater town doing? But (laughs) I would think that the Venn diagram of those people and those who think that we are currently a police state uh, with people running around holding us down and jabbing our in our arm is, is a circle. So there'll be a vocal minority, but... No, nah, it'll be fine. It'll, it won't have any impact on the, the future. What it mm. might do is it will allow the various authorities, the, the leagues and governments, more leeway to say, right, we are having this tournament under these restrictions. You're staying in this place where... Oh, so, for example, the Women's World Cup, we are having the Women's World Cup in uh, in Perth and these are the, the four grounds that we're playing all of the games at. This is where the players are staying. They're not going to be able to go and talk to anyone else or see anyone else. I think it'll give a little bit more uh, mm. sort of impetus for associations and leagues and countries to do that and I think that's probably the, the maybe the only lasting impact. What do you yeah. reckon?
0: I think I agree with your last bit there. I think... Uh, Places like the US Open in Wimbledon and other other spots are going to be more more tighter on things like this now. Um, yep. And now that they've got, assuming that Djokovic doesn't win his appeal, and even if he does, like you said, he'll have to quarantine and that means he's, he's not going to be available until I think it's the second or third day of the Open. Um, and they need to arrange a, um, I think it's by Thursday next week, um tennis australia need to organize a replacement player but that's by the by um yeah i agree that it's going to be it will be seen as the precedent around the world for punting people who don't meet who don't um fit the requirements
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. yep uh,
1: i've got a, i've got a question for you, Mind you
0: having having said that we are. We we literally did just talk about um, sports. Just letting positive people play. So, who knows? Who knows where it's all got to be up, a mix. I think it's got to be a mix. But it'll be the vaccination. The vaccination one will be will be
1: the kicker for all of that. I think. Yep. Oh, great. Yeah. Mm. So speaking of vaccination, I think Kyrie Irving made his debut for the season in the last couple yeah, of days. Yeah, for the Brooklyn and... that's in the NBA, yeah. Yeah. He's, but... he's actually not allowed to play
0: home games because New York has a vaccine mandate, um, so he's only playing away games for Brooklyn. Right. And they, they only brought him in because they are in shocking form and uh, they've had a whole bunch of uh, injuries and Rona as well. Right. He, he's a bloody good player, so.
1: <laughs> well, so that that was going to be my my question. My question <laughs> is, what leeways are going to get given based on how good a player
0: is? Oh, it is the ultimate rules for some, isn't it? Yeah, it's yep. going to be. It, your access, to be hard, your,
1: gonna be hard. your access
0: to teams and your access to games and your access to um, more in team sports is going to be based on how good you are because we're saying with Djokovic, when there's a political point to be made, it doesn't matter how good you are and sometimes it's not good to be the one who's the best in the world. at something when someone wants to make a point.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's going to be hard. Like we, mm-hmm. we are big on rules for some and the... The various impact, or well, the various um, suspensions and sanctions that players get for doing the same thing as what someone else has done, but yeah, yeah, one rona stacking the, is a
0: is a good player's one week off training, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: And <laughs> the the rona rules are going to be pretty strict. So yeah, let's let's see. It's going to be happens. interesting
0: and frustrating as hell.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be rules for some though, yeah. I can yeah, I can I can feel it in my bones. Oh, you know it. That's how sport works. But yes. it is all right. On that note, Andrew, we will
0: let you go to bed. <laughs> yes, have a towel and I'll Cover yourself in ice water. <laughs> I'm starting um, to get a bit sweaty, yes. which is mildly concerning. <laughs> You've done well to stick it out for forty nine <laughs> minutes. So. Thank you. Oh, thank you for putting it in. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for uh, listening, paying attention, um, tuning into a sporting discussion. Uh, remember, we are on Twitter at ASGOA. ASD underscore radio or facebook.com slash Sporting Discussion. Our website which we will one day write articles for is Facebook, is uh, Um and I, you can pick us up anywhere you get your podcast, but if you're listening to the podcast, you know that because you're listening to the podcast, but if you're talking to your friends about podcasts you'd like, tell them that they can get a Sporting Discussion on any podcast platform. We prefer anchor.fm because they're the lovely people who host us. That might do us for today. Um, Andrew, thanks again for coming on we will talk again well soon health permitting. yep COVID's <laughs> real look after yourself people <laughs> thanks everybody go get your boosters